And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we have to talk about these pictures from Callie's closet. Yes. The thing that looks like there's a Furby sitting in there, like an evil Furby. Oh my God. (laughs) It is fantastic. It's really great. And actually, it gets better. So we got that coming up. And we also have details about the Ghost Adventures crew visiting one of the haunted houses that we featured this season. So that's all coming up. Uh, also, don't forget, follow us on all of our social medias. we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That way you can see all the photos and the videos that we talk about. Plus, you need to subscribe to hauntedaf.com, which, by the way, we are posting weekly companion blogs with each and every episode now. So you can follow with the pictures, the videos while you're there, hauntedaf.com. Check out our, I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot, there's a lot happening at hauntedaf.com. There really is. <laughs> We've also got our online store as well. Great for some holiday gift ideas. But order early. That way you can get it in time for the holidays. It is taking a little bit of time to print out t-shirts and hats. Oh, so, yeah. FYI. You know those companion posts? I wish yeah. so bad we would have thought to do that from the beginning. We're getting messages now from people who are like, hey, uh, where's that ghost photo from episode blah, 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 oh, season two? Yeah. I'm like, hell if I know. <laughs> I don't know. Go dig it up on Instagram. And so this is like an easy way to follow along. We also have to send out some big love to our new patrons. We have Monica, Alexandra, and Mackenzie Thrym. Find Haunted AF at patreon.com so you can keep getting scary stories while we're on our break, which is rapidly approaching. We are going to continue to post new stories there through December and January. So real quick, we need to revisit something that we discussed last week. And this is what happened to you when you were in your car listening to the Dave Schrader interview. So I'm driving along. I'm not touching my phone, nothing. And all of a sudden the audio while listening to the podcast goes insanely crazy. It speeds up, then it slows way down. <laughs> and then it just stops and skips to the very end where we're saying, bye, Dave, bye. And I legit feel as though our fans might be right. Haunted AF is haunting other people, including myself now. And we're getting these stories like once a week now where people say, yeah. I was listening to the podcast and something crazy happened. Like last week, remember Myra's mom was in the shower and something like the ghost <laughs> turned off her shower head. It happened again with her. She was listening and kind of the same thing where it just turned off for no reason whatsoever. Myra's mom was like, those girls got real mojo. (laughs) (laughs) How cute is that? I'm telling you, like, there's something to this. We are not crazy. Well, and we reached out to Dave Schrader, which was the interview that you were listening to. Of course, he's the host of Mm -hmm. The Holzer Files and Darkness Radio and a million other things. And we asked him, since he's been doing this for so long, is this a common occurrence? Has he heard of this before? And he says, on Darkness Radio, we have had many strange encounters like that on the air and even after. He says, we recorded a whole two-hour episode with Richard Sennett, and sadly, after we hung up and went to prep the audio for airing, it was blank. Just
just my oh. voice and you couldn't hear him at all. Very weird. That's from Dave Schrader. First of all, can we just acknowledge the fact that he wrote me back? I know. How exciting. Can you imagine two hours of an interview and it's just gone? Because the thing is, is when you record audio, like you can see the audio file in real time. So right. to go back after you've saved it and it not be there is nuts. And usually if that happens, it's because I've screwed something up. It's usually because <laughs> it's user error on this end. In fact, when we interviewed Liz Sauer from Ghost in the Burbs, you remember this? I oh. almost did that where we were recording and we're laughing and we're just loving Liz Sauer. And then all of a sudden we look down and I'm like, holy crap, wait, Liz is not registering. And it's just because my dumb ass had forgotten to press that one little button. And we had to stop and start over and go back to the beginning. So part of me is like, I wonder if maybe Dave Schrader screwed up when he was interviewed. Oh my gosh. I was just about to be like, so are we like debunking like the ghostiest guy of all time? Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> oh, he's never going to respond to emails again now. I know. He's going to hate us. Okay, let's go ahead and kick it off with some granny stories. This first one, we've had it since the summer. It's been on our Patreon page from Vincent. Hi, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Vincent and I actually just moved to Frisco, Texas. So I'm not too far from Dallas. Not a bad thing. I enjoy it so far up here in North Texas. First off, got to tell you, I love your podcast. I listen to it daily at work. Um, that pretty much is what gets me through my day. And, you know, those who leave you bad reviews or say y'all scream and laugh too much, whatever, poo on them. They're not as awesome as y'all are. And I really enjoy the show. I love it. So I have quite a few ghost stories, but like the one that's the most memorable to me is when I was four, my grandmother on my mom's side had passed away. I was real close with her. That was my nanny Holmes. I took it pretty hard. I was very upset. But uh, I remember that night that I went to sleep, I had a dream that nanny came to me. And I remember we were sitting there talking. She was sitting on my bed. And she said, I just want to let you know I love you and I'll always be watching over you. And she said, this is a little something for you to to think of me. And she handed me a pink rose in my dream. Then she was like, well, I got to go. But remember, I'm I'm always around. And I remember waking up that morning and I was causing a fuss because my mom and my dad came in my room. They said, what are you doing? Because I had already like tore off my pillows from my bed. I was looking around. I started digging stuff out of the closet. I'm like, I'm looking for the pink rose. And they said, what do you mean you're looking for the pink rose? I said, nanny, she brought me a pink rose last night. She said that she loves us and she's always near us and she's watching us. And my mom and dad, of course, they were sitting there. They're like, no, you know, that's just a dream. You know, they're trying to sit there and explain to a four-year-old that it's not real, that it's, you know, that didn't happen. But I was persistent. I kept saying, no, I know she gave me a pink rose. So my mom and dad, to pacify me, they were like, okay, we're going to help you look for this rose. So they're looking around. They're moving stuff around. And then I remember looking over at my mom and... She's tearing up and she is getting up slowly from my chest of drawers. And you know how you have that little gap underneath it, like some of them when they're carved out or whatever, you have that space between the floor and the bottom of the chest of drawers itself. Well, underneath it, in perfect condition, was a pink rose. Oh. And my mom just started crying. And I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? She said, nothing's wrong, baby. And she just gave me this huge hug. I still remember it like it was yesterday because I, I know that experience was real and I had that to prove it. I mean, we didn't have any flowers around the house because even my dad, he asked my mom, where did that come from? <laughs> and 
my mom said we don't have any you know we don't have these around the house so you know i don't know she couldn't explain it I actually called her before I made my voice memo today and I was just making sure, you know, remember what happened and things like that. And she's like, yeah, she said that's something she'll never forget either because, I mean, you can't explain uh, Rose manifesting itself under a chest of drawers. I'll always have that memory of my nanny Holmes giving me that pink rose and letting me know that she's always watching over and that she loves me. Oh, thank you, Vincent. I know. That is so sweet. And I love that he calls his mom beforehand just to like confirm everything up. We've been sitting on this story since June, almost six months now. Yeah. So sometimes if you send a story and you haven't heard it on the podcast, it, sometimes we record them and put them on the Patreon page. So don't send me the angry emails that are like, what haven't <laughs> you used the story yet? Like I've gotten a couple of those this week. Uh, maybe it's on the Patreon page. Just go check it yeah. out there. So here's another right. granny story. This one is from Danny. Hey Julie, hi Rebecca, it's Dan from Wales. I said I'd do you a recording, so here it is. This one is not like creepy or anything, it's a bit odd really, more than anything. I had a car crash about six years ago. I broke my leg, my wife's kneecap ended up the other side of her leg, and our son was in the car. He was fine. About 15 minutes after it happened, I phoned my mother to say, look, we've been in a car crash. So she answered the phone before even saying anything, she said, we've been in a car crash. I said, yeah, how'd you know? She said, oh, she said, your nana just told me. <laughs> She's not dead or anything. she got dementia. But she'd always say that my grandfather, he's dead. That uh, he'd tell her things. Crazy it is. But nothing, like, creepy or odd. It's just strange. Hope you're all right. Stay safe. Thank you, Danny. See, we've talked about that dementia situation before. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we have another story. Yeah. Confirming it. Yeah. Confirmed. You heard it here first. It's science now. It's science. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> have I ever told the story about the woman that I worked with um, when I was uh, working at the Alzheimer's Daycare Center? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, I was sitting with a woman who had pretty advanced Alzheimer's when we were waiting together for her daughter to come and pick her up. And I had applied for a job in Oklahoma City, and mm-hmm. it was very heavy on my mind, but I wasn't talking about it. She and I were just sitting there talking about her daughter. And out of nowhere, she said, Oklahoma City. That's a beautiful <gasps> town. I loved that place. And I just sat there dumbfounded because I hadn't mentioned it at all. Oh, shoot. She like felt whatever you were feeling. Yeah, there's something to that. Okay, so we need to talk about Jesse. Do you remember Jesse from The Painted Lady in Albuquerque, New Mexico? I do, I do. I actually just revisited this episode. Here is a little clip from that. It's like I'm sitting on my stomach, just in underwear, uh-huh. fairly exposed, if you can think of, you know, male anatomy. And this thing wakes me up. I feel this electro shock on the back of some parts downstairs. And it, and it wakes me up. And not like a cattle prod, but it's... Okay, let's be honest. Man. Was it good? Did like it a, feel like a, good? A pleasant no, tingle? No. no. Not, was it nice? Is it delightful? Like, you want to do that again? Oh, no, it was no. bad. It was a bad one. It's <laughs> not like... It was a bad touch, Rebecca. Sensation. It was a bad touch. Listen to you. You're like, tell me all about it. <laughs> I don't know why. I am really a little too fascinated with the idea of the sexy time ghost, I guess. It's a little thrilling to think about, but his story is on it. <laughs> What did he say? Cattle prod? Yeah. That is not good. That's extreme, actually. (laughs) So you can hear the Bad Touch Succubus story. That is episode four, season four. But we just got an email from Jesse that says, that day you guys called to do the interview, Ghost Adventures came by (gasps) that afternoon. He says, I I know, he says, I couldn't say anything then, even though Ah! I was really excited and I wanted to. So they showed up and they did their investigation and things got crazy. The Ah! episode airs Thursday, November 19th, which is actually today. 
That is today. So we are going oh to. Oh my God. Yes. If it's going to be on the travel channel, I'm not sure what time, but if you go to hauntedaf.com, find this companion link, we'll give you all of the details so you can see Jesse's story. And in fact, we're going to try to get him on the season finale because you said everything went crazy. He had to burn a Ouija board, all kinds what? of nutty stuff happened. So yeah, we're going to get oh, him back on man. the show. Uh, so we actually got an email from Rawl and he says, my sister-in-law sent me a link to your podcast and I'm hooked. Yay. So welcome. He also says, don't judge, but my seven-year-old asks to play it when we take her to school in the morning. No judgment. That's I of, think it's amazing. That's why we bleep our dirtier swear words. <laughs> exactly. So that seven-year-olds can tune in every morning. <laughs> uh, so he goes on to say, when I was about 12, my whole family and I were out and gotten home late. From the back door of our house, we could see all the way through the house to the front door and through the living room. On this night, my eldest sister was in front of me and was the one who got to the door first. That's when she let out a huge scream. So I looked through the glass door into our dark house and saw a little girl floating across our living room. The house was completely dark, but she lit up the whole space around her. When my sister yelled, the little girl kind of gasped and ran off. She looked scared of us, actually scared of us. Once I was able to react, I said, there's someone in the house. My father and my uncle both grabbed whatever they could find to swing around at it and ran in there, but there was nothing there. Absolutely nothing. To this day, if I close my eyes, I can see her almost as if her glow was burned into my eyes. We never saw her again, but we did experience multiple things in that home. Uh, And in parentheses, long story, love your show, Rawl. Long story, we have time, Rawl. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. We need to hear more about this floating, glowing girl. And I love how she's scared of them. Is this the first time we've had a story where the ghost or the apparition or whatever was scared of the humans? Oh, gosh. There was that other time the guy woke up and he saw the boy in pioneer clothes sitting at the the foot of his bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the kid like jumped and then ran <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. I've forgotten about that. But yeah, you're right. Okay. Rebecca, we've had some really good stories. (laughs) Yeah, we have. Every now and then I'll remember a story like that. I'm like, damn, I need to just go and start at season one and listen to the whole podcast again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So this next story comes from Mary. My husband and I bought a house about four years ago. There are certain areas around the property that you feel as though you're being watched. Uh, You can hear your name being called out or see a figure. But there's also something in our bedroom. I can feel it over in the corner, like just watching. There have been a few times that I feel it right over me and I can barely make out a shadow of like a black mist. About eight months ago though, I was laying in bed with my husband and I felt this weight go down in the bed on my side. I legit thought that my kid was getting in bed with me. So I scooted over. Then it clicked in my head that my son just turned 14. There was no way that he would attempt to even enter our bedroom once our doors closed at night. He always knocks. So this freaked me out. What my fear is, is years ago, my husband had experiences himself. There is this thing that followed him from his hometown to every duty station. Now, he would wake up in the night and not being able to move or speak and had a huge crushing weight on his chest. It only happened one time since he and I got together about six years ago. Uh, He was able to actually move his hand, which he dug his fingers into my side so much. He was so freaked out, even breathing hard and thanked me for helping him. 
Now, what I fear is that this entity uh, in our room is what used to sit on his chest. And now he's at a duty station half across the world. And I can still feel the presence here with me. Oh, okay. Thank you, Mary. First of all, Sage. Uh, yeah. Also, isn't that just something your husband would do? Like leave a damn ghost with you? <laughs> Is there a way that she could pass it off onto somebody else? Don't like at the grocery store or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't try that. I mean, I don't recommend it because ultimately you're leaving someone else with this awful entity or whatever, but there's got to be some way that she can get rid of this thing. Remember, was that at the beginning of this season where our truck driver got a ghost from his friend and they had to go Uh into a hotel room together and lay down on a bed together? So I'm not sure that's something you want to try to do with a stranger. (laughs) No, of course not. That's a terrible idea. God, that is like a Craigslist murder movie in the waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And you know what time it is, Rebecca? Dead I do. Of the week. We actually Yay! got a request for that one. Somebody said, I really think the little kid Dead Pet of the Weeks are my favorite. Oh, it's so good. Keep sending those to us, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We want your Dead Pet of the Week stories, and we also want your theme songs. Yes, and this week it says, hello, Julie and Rebecca. So in the 1990s, I had a female Rottweiler named Susie. She was the sweetest dog on earth and very protective of my kids. One time, my ex-father-in-law was chasing him in the backyard just playing. Susie didn't like that and got up in his face barking at him. He thought she was going to kill him. I touched her and I nodded that it was okay and she walked away to stand with the kids. We noticed one day that there was a knot growing on the back of her knee. Come to find out, it was cancer. Oh, And of course, we all cried like babies when she died. But a few nights after that, I heard her claws clicking on the hardwood floors, going from room to room, checking on the kids. I literally said, Susie, lay down, baby. Then I remembered that she was gone. So I told her, thank you for checking on us. It still makes me cry every time I think about it. Love, Stephanie. Oh, oh that's about to make me cry, too. And you know that know. sound, the little claws, them clicking yes. around on the floor? Yes. Oh. Okay, so we need to take a minute to talk about these pictures that Callie sent of her closet. And oh, um, yes. it's pretty funny because, of course, I posted them on TikTok and everybody's salty on TikTok. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> so here's the story. Callie says somebody keeps leaving the lights on in the bathroom and in the closet. And so she's been blaming her roommate and she mm-hmm. comes home and the lights on in the bathroom again. She's like, damn it. So she takes a couple of pictures to send to her roommate to prove, look, you left the bathroom light on again. Well, in one of the pictures, you can kind of see into the closet and there are these little glowing blue eyeballs kind of close to the floor. Um, mm-hmm. And when you first look at it, it didn't scare me that much. It was a little alarming. Uh, yeah. But it really looked like either a cat or a Furby or something kind of cute. <laughs> so, um, but even then, Callie said there was nothing in there. I looked in the closet. I didn't see anything. So we posted the video, posted the pictures everywhere, and TikTok blows up. They're like, oh, I see a cat in there. That's a Furby, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, when somebody said in the second picture, you can definitely see a cat, I went in and lightened the photo. I decided to uh-huh. edit the second picture just to see. And sure enough, when you lighten that photo, you could see into her closet. You could see pillows and shoes and all kinds of stuff on the floor. So... I'm so 
damn slow, okay? It's like a full hour later, I'm in the shower and I have this thought, wait a minute, if I can lighten the photo like that, why wouldn't I light the photo with the eyeballs and see what's in there? Yeah. Why the hell didn't I think of that the very first thing? You know, do you ever have those moments where you're like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah, like how did I miss that? (laughs) How am I a grown human being with children (laughs) surviving every day? So anyhow, I get out of the shower and immediately go over and lighten the photo. The thing that's really strange is you can't see anything in there except the eyeballs. But the weird thing is you really can't see the pillows and the shoes. You can't really see anything that's on the floor anymore. So honestly, I was more freaked out by that picture after it was edited. Like there's really nothing in there except these two glowing eyeballs. Oh, because it's the dog monster from Ghostbusters. (laughs) Where it comes, you know what I mean? In the closet where Rick Moranis was like, okay, who brought the dog? That uh, is, that's, yeah. that's pretty solid. Have you asked her, does she have a cat? No, I need to ask her that. Uh, I asked her if anything else had happened in the house. And she says, oh, okay. uh, well, nothing else until today. My seven-year-old told me that he felt someone tapping on his nose. He kept saying, stop it. That's weird. It feels like someone is touching my nose. But that's the only other thing that we've heard about from Kelly yet. We will keep you posted on that. And go check out those edited photos. That's at hauntedaf.com. Look for episode 15, season four. You can see those edited photos. Okay, so this next story comes from Ricky and his wife, Allie, and he says they were looking for homes in Amish country, Pennsylvania, in an area allegedly known for witches and hitchhiking sex workers. Wow. Well, if that doesn't sell you on a home, I don't know what else will. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on to say, that's where we found this house. We pulled into the gravel driveway and noticed the basement storm doors, which were about triple the size of a normal door. The house had been empty for a year, so it was dusty and smelly, but the interesting part was the basement. The floors were made of cobblestone, and there were six makeshift rooms made from plywood with curtain doors. This is going wrong so quickly. Um, He says, the creepiest thing about these rooms is that the walls all had tally marks scratched into them? No. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, so some of the rooms had as little as 10 marks, but one room had over 50. My realtor and wife wouldn't examine the rest of the basement at this point. Both said they had chills, and our realtor said that she was having a hard time breathing while she's down there. So I was on the other end of the basement by this point and was amazed to find a huge fireplace that was built into the wall. There was a decorative brick all around it and about a 10-foot half circle on the floor around it. I joked that this was definitely used for human sacrifices, Mm -hmm. and that's when my wife yelled that something had grabbed her throat. We all hurried out of the basement, me chuckling, because out of all of us, I was the skeptic. We got into our car to leave, but my wife was still complaining about her neck, so I moved her hair back to take a look. There was an almost perfect oval, deep red spot on her neck with what looked like small scratches all over it. She didn't believe me, so I took a picture, which I'm now sharing with you in your awesome podcast. Needless to say, we did not purchase that house, but we did notice a family moving in soon after. Three months later, the house was back on the market. Our realtor told us that the family had moved out almost instantly, but did not know why. Happy haunting, Ricky and Allie. So I sent you the picture of Allie's neck. It is unbelievable. I don't think we have ever seen anything like this one. Right. Because we've seen pictures of the ghost scratches before. This, it is huge. How how would you describe that? The size of like a handprint, right? Yeah. Big manly handprint. I keep thinking Nerf ball. Like when you play softball in elementary school and you got pegged in the face, you got that big red giant mark on your body. Yes. That's exactly what it looks like. 
like. This picture is terrifying. So I wrote him back and asked, is there any possible chance that you remember the address to this place? Yeah. He did. First of all, anytime y'all send us a haunted house story, please, if possible, send mm-hmm. us a picture of the house too, because we always want to see what the house looked like. Um, Absolutely. But it's even better when you send us the address, because then we can like look at a realtor.com. And look at I was totally on realtor.com <laughs> earlier looking at it. Okay. And he said, he was like, this was three years ago. And he was kind of bummed because they had renovated the house and they had renovated the basement. But still, this basement, uh-huh. just looking at it made me sick to my stomach. Ooh. Looks like they've put new stone on the front of the fireplace. Oh. But it is some creepy shit. What would be something normal in a basement that you would need six rooms with like curtain doors? There's nothing normal that would go with that. I'm sorry. There's just not. Yeah. And is there ever a time that you're putting tally marks in a wall when you're not held captive of some sort? Exactly. I'm like, this just screams some sort of weird sex trafficking or murder. I don't know. Something bad happened. I don't think we can post the actual address, but we'll post some of the pictures of the basement and Mm -hmm. uh, we've got to share the picture of Allie's neck because it is absolutely Uh, terrifying. So go to hauntedaf.com to see all of those pictures. Yeah. And by the way, our season four finale coming up very soon, December 3rd, which means we only have two more episodes to go and we really want to squeeze in all the best possible stories before the break. So you need to send them to us hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com we don't have any voice memos yes um, no one is sending the voice memos right now what's up I don't know and that is so easy to do by the way you literally just click your little recorder app and Mm -hmm. boom email it to us Uh, we also love to hear your voices usually if you have an accent that's like straight to the top you know seriously (gasps) and by the way Rebecca you spent the afternoon looking for haunted turkey stories for Thanksgiving I did (laughs) I did I spent way too much time doing that and I kind of bombed I didn't find more yeah So help Rebecca out with that as well. We do need some sort of haunted Thanksgiving stories. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Coming up next week, we're going to hear from a woman whose little brother channeled Roman soldiers when he was a toddler. And we're going to talk to someone who was tormented nightly by a ghosty little boy who would watch her as she parked her car and then had to run down the driveway into her house. It's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we gotta thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Aw, come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.